Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Why did my voice break all of a sudden? Like I'm a teenager. Let's do this. Let's, let's do this. I don't know what happened there. But hey, we're all here. We're all having a good time. Gonna have a good time with today's guest, but next week's episode gonna be fun. We're gonna do a comedy shop talk episode talking about a few things going on with us right now and that newsletter that I mentioned last week, which is dropping next week on Wednesday, more next Tuesday in that episode. Well, today's guest is a good friend of girlfriend of the show, Jacina and mine, Robin McNamara. She is a performer here. We met her through Magnet. We talk about the stuff she's doing here, her time in Boston, and Liz. Because you can't talk about Robin without talking about Liz. So let's just get right to it. Here's my chat with Liz's roommate, Robin McNamara. Now, Robin, uh, I gotta say, a, a lot of, I'm sure you've heard this a bunch, a lot of people who come on the podcast i talk to them and ask like did you perform when you were young you know all that but anyone who's met you and has known you for two seconds knows that you have performed your entire life because it's evident um just like it's evident that you're an only child within two seconds (laughs) what i told the opposite of that really seem like an only child but then i think it it makes a lot of sense Uh, i see i see well um, but certainly a performing, mean, you've been performing on and off stage, uh, and, and, uh, on and off camera for your whole life. It seems like you just seem like a natural performer. Uh, well, thank you. There Makes is a compliment within that little. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like sometimes it's like, am I performing while I'm socializing? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean. I mean, that is kind of the thing, I guess, it's the, you know, there's the rub of being a comic, is that sometimes people will assume that you're doing a bit when you're just having fun, you're just being normal. Very true. Um, And, you know, you, you know, just goofing around, anyone who follows you on social media has seen just you and your roommate Liz just... (laughs) goofing around mostly her recording you doing character bits but that's just how you joke around that's it's not that you've written this out or anything like that i know i got i lucked out that i got a roommate that lets me be ridiculous and somehow <laughs> finds it entertaining or, if she, or she's really good at faking it uh mm-hmm. but people always tell me like wow you're you're really lucky to have liz because no one else would put up with that <laughs> I don't I'm sure there's somebody else who would, but yeah, you and, and Liz are a pretty good combo. We all love Liz. I should be interviewing her. Everybody loves Liz. <laughs> <laughs> because she's wonderful. Yeah, I'm, she is. Yeah. Um and uh you knew each other in college. We have to talk about your Boston upbringing. Um so Wait. 
you were performing uh, as a as a youngin, and then you go into college, and that was also in Boston. You grew up in Boston, went to college in Boston. Um, not exactly. So I grew oh, okay. up. I did grow up in Boston. So I yeah, I started doing theater when I was young. I used to just sort of like play out the day at home and like imitate my teachers and other adults in my life. And I think my parents were like, this is interesting. Um, maybe we should follow this. So yeah, so I started doing like theater at a young age, like in summer camp and like after school programs and then did it in high school. And like always, always was like, that was the thing I loved. I tried mm -hmm. sports and all that. And it was kind of like, that's nah, not for me. Um, but yeah, so that's where it stuck. And then I went to college in Massachusetts. Yes. But in Western Massachusetts, so it's like mm -hmm. two hours from Boston. Mm -hmm. So there's mountains and it's very beautiful, uh, at UMass Amherst. Oh, in the Pine right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, Shout just, out. I didn't realize it was so far from Boston. Yes, it is. Yeah. So yeah, it's not, it's sort of like rural actually, but because mm -hmm. it's such a huge college, it feels like a city, but it's, uh, yeah, it's beautiful mountains and uh hiking and like all the wonders of massachusetts that there are <laughs> oh, okay yeah and um when you got out of college you got uh, you you started doing improv or did you start doing improv before uh... um yeah i actually did improv also when i was a kid like i took <laughs> some improv classes uh and Where then, um at wheelock family theater Fun. In, it is in Boston. No mountains mm -hmm. in the city. Uh, I did. I did improv there, and I also did. I like was always in like theater like programs where we would like do improv exercises, and that's what I always liked the most. So yeah, so I did a bit, but then I, in high school I was on an improv team actually as well. Uh, that was. I would not say we were that good. Um, <laughs> Uh, I always like tell the story that I had a crush on this guy and so I joined the improv team mm -hmm. <laughs> and then um, that never happened but I was like oh, <laughs> actually I love improv so then yeah I was also on a team in college that was called Mission Improbable. Um, oh, okay I've heard of Mission Improbable and I feel like I've heard about it outside of you. Whoa yeah it was fun we had shirts and whistles and we had nicknames <laughs> for the stage. Was it was that the college's improv team that people just like came through, or was that your team that you all started? Uh, it was the college's team. So there's okay. yeah, uh, long form, and then there's a short form team. So I was on the short form family friendly team. <laughs> so yeah, no lewd humor, no <laughs> which was which you're very known for your hu your lewd humor. Yeah, yeah, I'm so lewd. People are always like Robin. Mm, so yeah. I I think I was at the show at the Magnet where you were actually um, taken off stage by Armando Diaz because you were too lewd. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, okay, get this girl out of here. Mm -hmm. She just, like doesn't know what's what's okay. He stopped the show. It was it was rough. Now I don't yeah. want to put that that didn't happen. I don't want anyone to believe that that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've gotten past it. Everything's okay now. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So that's my, yeah, so I did in college, and then and then I did some stuff at Improv Boston as well. well you you say it modestly, like, oh, I did some stuff at Improv well, Boston. I didn't do, like, that much. I mean, I did for a bit. You were there I, for a while, right? Yeah, I was, I was like, kind of in and out in Boston, uh, Boston for a while. I was, like, traveling, and I was, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like, doing 
being in my 20s and being like, I don't know where I want to live. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I did do stuff there. And I also, I did, I've done a lot of like improv with kids as well. So I was like working in a place where we did do improv, but it was like for educational purposes. So we were like uh, actors and educators. So I, yeah, I kept the muscle going. Right. Right. And, uh, you, were you professionally trying to act while you were in Boston or is that something that happened when you, uh, moved here? I mean, you have a headshot from before you moved here, right? So, <laughs> thanks, Jason. Uh, yeah, I, let's see. I well, I studied theater in college, so that was like mm-hmm. sort of the thing that I was like, okay, uh, what do I do now? Um, but it was, I guess, I never really like auditioned super professionally. Like, I would audition mm-hmm. for like some theater stuff. Like, I definitely did some. I still like did some acting, um, mm-hmm. but nothing. It's not like I was like going out on big auditions or anything. Uh, and then I think I was kind of like afraid. I still am. <laughs> and was just kind of like, mm, comedy seems like safe and great for me. <laughs> <laughs> so between your time back home in Boston after graduating college and moving to New York, you mentioned you were traveling a lot, just trying to see where you wanted to be or... Yeah, I did. Yeah. So with my friend Liz, who's the one that I live with mm-hmm. in New York and mm-hmm. takes videos. Very uh, patient Liz, yes. Very patient, yeah. Uh, perfect Liz. Um, so <laughs> she and I like did like a backpacking trip for three months all over Europe, um, which was so much fun and like the best time of my life. And then we sort of like fell in love with like being in Europe, which I know sounds insane. <laughs> but then we like came home, like worked a lot, made money and like saved money. And then we went and we lived in Prague for a year and taught English. Uh-huh. So, and I also like <laughs> kind of taught theater, but like I would say really air quote that um, because it was mostly just like doing like emotion exercises with kids uh, around like learning English. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sort of theatrical. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah. That's why I say it. I was traveling. So I kind of was. Right. And the desire to move here, you both moved here. Um, where, what did that come from? I mean, we're talking about Liz a lot. I and, know. Which like, I'm fine with. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she's going to love this. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she moved here first, uh, like three months before I did. It was honestly like a little bit random. Like I always, I had this, uh, I, another best friend of mine um, mm-hmm. from college <laughs> who lived in New York forever and I would come visit her all the time. And she was like, come move to New York, move to New York. And I was like, I, New York is crazy. Like I'll be, I'll be like nervous all the time. And like, there's too many people. And, mm-hmm. and she's like, come on, just do it. And then, um, I thought about it, but then I don't know, whatever, like things happen. I was working in Boston and stuff. And then she actually moved to LA and like a couple months later, or maybe a year later, I moved to New York. So that's mm-hmm. always been kind of funny too. But so there was always on my radar of like, should I try to move to New York? Like a lot of my friends from college were here. I liked the city a lot, but it always just seemed like too expensive and like too much going on. Um, so yeah, it was like sort of a time when I was like, let me just like jump ship. And there was like a job opportunity. So that as well. And, uh, yeah, then I haven't left since. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what made you want to move here was basically Liz and a job opportunity and then also like what the city provides. But it wasn't like this, like, well, 
my next step is definitely New York. Uh, yeah, I think more of that. I think, I mean, I, I was, when I decided to move to New York, I was like, I'm definitely going to take improv classes and I definitely want to try to get involved with like theater with kids in some way. And I'd been like sort of researching some different organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like on my radar, but I was always like, you can't be an actor in New York. That's like wild. It was, that was one of the things like you say at like, um, like a dinner party with adults. <laughs> I say adults because <laughs> I'm still a child. No, with like old, <laughs> older people in your life and they're like, they're like, oh, that's that's insane. You can't be an actor in New York. Like, it's so expensive and so competitive. So I feel like I have that mindset forever that I was like, I, I can't actually do that. I uh, see. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do improv as like a community thing and like make friends and hopefully have a chance to perform someday. But you totally are an actor in New York. Uh, we'll get to the specifics of that. But we met. I do want to mention how we met, which was through Magnet, how did you land on going to the Magnet Theater? Now it just sounds like my life is so random. It was also a little random because I had been like, oh, I want to take improv classes. So I had looked at UCB um, and Magnet, and my schedule was kind of weird at the time, my work schedule, and so Magnet was the thing that fit in. And I had there was like two people that I kind of knew that were doing stuff at Magnet at the time, so I reached out to them, and they were like, we love Magnet, it's a great community, like Mm. super supportive. So I kind of was like, all right, I'll just sign up for like a, a class and I'll see if I like it. And then I kind of just got roped into the whole the whole. You fell thing. in love. That's how it happened. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, yeah, it was like when. So it was those two friends that put uh, Ma- Magnet on the radar for you? Yeah, yeah. One of them is uh, still doing sketch there, um, and we're close friends. Yeah, he, he and I went to college together. Uh, Matt oh, Brock, shout him out. Uh, he's uh, hilarious. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so he was one of the people that was like, definitely do Magnet. And so I was like, okay. Oh, also Ellen Matthews. Also, we went to college together. Oh, right, right. Yeah, she's on uh, another house team. Yes, yeah. She's very funny and has a wonderful smile. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll be happy to hear that. So advance to all the stuff you're doing now and why I was saying you totally are an actor in New York. I mean, you got on a house team at Magnet and you're now on one of the veteran house teams, Sexy Baby. Uh, It's a huge deal. Awesome team. And uh, you're also on a sketch team, house team at the Magnet. And you're doing stuff with Story Pirates, which is well-known. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but if anyone has forgotten or didn't know, basically what you all do is you take uh, stories or plays that, or, or, or maybe they're sketches technically, that kids wrote, and then you perform them. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's stories that the kids write, and then they're turned into, like, comedy sketches or, like, little plays, if you will, by adult actors. But, yeah, that's correct. I don't know if you've been able to tour around the country, but there are shows throughout the country right like people kind of toured yeah yeah so there's like a base in new york and la Mm -hmm. and yeah so some people will go and do like mini tours around um schools and organizations um i work with the kids so i'm like in the classroom doing the stories uh with them which is really fun because there's like all these fun curriculums that we do and and Mm -hmm. the kids have a blast um and then it's like so exciting when you see them like see their story come to life on stage that happened a couple weeks ago. One of my like big classes wrapped up uh-huh. and I 
went to see the show and two of the kids in my class, both of their stories were chosen or, or not chosen. They were just used, I guess, because we don't want to use the word chosen. And um, it was so exciting. Their faces were just beaming, like watching their their ideas and their creativity come to life in front of this giant auditorium. It was very fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you act in anything as well or is it just um, in the I, classroom? I'm a teaching artist of Story Pirates. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so I do. Um, I mean, sometimes in the classroom we do some fun character stuff for right. sure. Right? Uh, but yeah, so it's a yeah, it's a big or like organization. It's really amazing, and they have a podcast too, which is so mm-hmm. fun to listen to. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's a lot of amazingly talented people are working with Story Pirates. So I'm interested in what happens in the classroom. So you help them develop the story. Is that essentially what happens, or? Yeah, so I like I teach like theater. I I call myself like a theater teacher, but this is also like we're teaching writing. So we do like definitely do some like theater and improv exercises in the class, and we use like those as tools to create stories. But it's also like a lot of writing and drawing, um, Mm -hmm. and using that to create their own characters and stories. So it's it's like a mix of everything, and it depends on like what the class is. Whether it's like a residency at a school, and there's like a certain period of time that you're there, or it's an after-school program. Like there's all different, or a one-off like workshop. Um, like I did one that was like bring your kids to work day at this company, and so it was just this one day where we did this workshop, and then we did a show. So it, w- it was like it's very uh, varied, I guess. That's really neat. That's really cool. Yeah, it's neat. Good for you, Robin. <laughs> I know. I also loved writing stories when I was a kid. So it's kind of like really my childhood fantasy. Like I'm still waiting for someone to make my kid story into an adult sketch. (laughs) I mean, are they accessible? Do you have them written down somewhere? They are definitely in my parents' house in the basement somewhere. That would be fun if um, Story Pirates took the stories of people who work for story pirates uh from when they were kids you know like took your childhood stories let's just get the adult (laughs) but yeah no that would be really fun i mean just for like a team building then that's something for to make the kids sit through (laughs) yeah it's fun when like um you know like tv shows when they'll put like pictures of the actors when they were kids at the end right it could be that like for your childhood exactly imaginations or you could yeah i like that you could just like take those stories that you wrote and then like bribe a kid into using it as their own story. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Kids. That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Ice cream, candy. Hey, this um, is a good story. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so because you have, I guess a somewhat varied experience with, with improv. I mean, having done it when you were young, I my experience with college classes for improv is just so different than what you would get at an actual improv theater. But um, I don't know what your experience was with that coming along, but you did have short form uh, experience and then what you were doing at um, Improv Boston. And yeah. uh, and then, of course, now at Magnet. So I'm wondering what your philosophy is to how you approach improv. Ooh. You have a lot of things to draw from. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's funny you say short form. It's like, I always thought like, I will only do short form. Like I'm a short form improviser. Mm-hmm. Like I like how it's like quick and there's games and it's like, you can do giant characters. 
Um, and I would see long form and I'd be like, long form's like sort of boring. Um, until like I started <laughs> seeing really good long form and then I was like, oh, okay, I get it. It's magic. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I think there was something very fun about short form because it, it reminded me of like, whose line is it anyway? Or something like that where it's just like super mm-hmm. gimmicky and like audience in is like the audience is super involved. Mm-hmm. So that's really fun because I think anyone can enjoy the show. That's like not an improv audience, I guess. So it's very accessible. Um, but yeah, my improv philosophy, let's see. I, Cause I feel like I've also used improv as a tool in classrooms to talk about things like challenging conversations and it's not always humorous or even if it is funny, it's in a way that's very real to life of like, how would you solve this real life conflict uh, stepping into like a scene and using um, an improv model? Mm-hmm. So I think my philosophy <laughs> after that, that tangent is, um, <laughs> is it's a chance to be present and to practice good listening skills and to experience um, joy through someone else's shoes. So you get to step into like another character and you have to be extremely present in that moment. So uh, you're not like thinking about anything else that's going on or thinking about where you're supposed to be or what prop you were supposed to bring on or something like that. And I think it's, it can be really beneficial for actors as well. Cause it just makes you like really breathe into the present moment. Ah, uh, very, very cool. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And I mean, who knew that you had such a uh, deep philosophy on, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing. That essay where I said oh, the word present a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I think improv is amazing. I think we use it all the time. Like we like people are like so afraid of it, but it's like when you're socializing at a party or a bar or something, you're having conversation. It's like none of that has happened before. You're reading social cues, you're listening to the person, you're reacting to body language. I feel like that's what improv is. It's just more can be more performative and like more um, a commentary on the social world we exist in. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree uh, with that with that comparison to just when you're having a conversation with people at a party. I mean, sometimes there are things that come out that you have thought about a lot before and it's maybe just you repeating some, p- repeating yourself in some way. That can happen in improv too where you know what you're saying in a scene is something you just actually believe or have actually said before, but it's not something you've done before in a scene, but mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, when you're talking to somebody that hasn't happened before, you know, in that way. And that yeah. is really what improv is. And I, I, for me, when I started thinking about it that way, it really helped um, when I would get worried about if I'm going to come up with more ideas. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's what you're like so good at um, Jason is like, you as an improviser are so real, like it's very human like. So the things that the choices you make and the things you do in a scene are like so relatable because it's like, wait, that was so real oh, what a person would do, but it's so funny when it's done on stage for some reason. Like <laughs> because it's so real and so relatable, where I think my go to often is like huge, bold, like <laughs> wacky characters, because that like is also fun for me and probably safe in some way. But I think there's something amazing about really grounded real improv so i watch that and i'm like i want to do more of that oh i appreciate you saying that i i think so when we met we were in level three and you are everyone has this experience the first time they see you because you do play bold characters but you also have a very 
uh, unique and special sort of sensibility about you that that stands out. And so you immediately became a favorite. Um, I don't know about that. But. Well, at least a favorite of mine. I mean, like immediately just in like during the warm ups, I was like, she's funny <laughs> and I want to <laughs> see her perform more. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> well, I mean, but I feel like everyone has that experience with you because you do have a, a way of entering a scene uh, as even if it's a, a sort of because everybody kind of they have a few voices that they do a few times. And sometimes like I guess you're you're uh, like Justina has like a truck driver voice that she does. Um, yeah, it's a good one. I like yeah. That one. I have like a dopey sort of guy voice that I'll do a good bit, but you have this uh, another like I guess it's when you're playing a man that's yeah. so like it's such a like uh, Bill Brasky type of person or something like some like really verbose big character. I know it's always like here's Robin with a big <laughs> man character, but it's it's always funny and it it always makes everyone sort of stand to attention. And I think that's a unique quality to have in a stage presence. Oh, wow. Yeah, I feel like that character or that kind of character is just like fun because it's so different than me. That it's like just <laughs> for like, sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel powerful. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, that sort of character work that you do is like perfectly utilized with Sexy Baby because it's in essence like what your sage presence is, is very much the essence of what sexy baby is, at least to me. Mm. I think that's why they added you. <laughs> I don't know. Let's ask them. Well, no, I, yeah. they're <laughs> so great. I feel like what's great about being on that team is they're so supportive. Like anything you say or do, even if it's like so bizarre, like not mm. helpful, they just support it and like raise it up. Yeah. So that's like everything's playable. Yeah, that's very true because there are a lot of really like bold thinkers and unique thinkers on that team. I mean, it's a whole team of that. Mm -hmm. And everyone does really so it's it's like textbook yes anding. Yeah, yeah. And it, and in like a really playful fun way. Like it's exactly. like I'm going to take that idea and I'm going to blow it up and make it huge and like you never have to worry about anything because we're all in this together and we're all going to mm -hmm. help each other the yeah. whole time. Yeah, I mean, when I first started taking improv, one of the main points that I was hearing, and yes, and has been used in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, the more common way you hear it now is just agree to what happened and add something to it. But something that I used to always hear, uh, I think I even specifically heard this from Sharna Halpern, was just taking something and, um, you know... I don't want to use the word improving on it, but it is just sort of like uh, elevating it. It's that's the and, mm -hmm. you know, that it's that it's making it a real thing of saying like, oh, that that's such a great idea. So here's the here's a really great way to highlight that idea that this person brought up. And yeah. to me, Sexy Baby is really good at that because no one flinches. Yeah, that's true. And it's also like, even if it's not like a great idea, it's like, I'm going to just take that and go with it and just accept the reality that you've created. And now mm -hmm. together we're going to make more. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, 
improv, I think. And it's, yeah. and it's really, like, positive. It's not like, oh, that was a stupid idea, and now everybody feels sort of uncomfortable, and, like, the audience is a little bit on edge as well. It's like, oh, we're having fun, so if the people on stage are having fun, I think generally the audience has fun. It's more fun to watch people, like, have fun and fail hard, I think, than to be, like, super, like, in their head and, like, angry. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, um, and even going back to you saying like nobody is being mean and judgy and saying like, oh, that's a bad idea because that's that is the other element. I guess that's the yes element of um, not really judging the idea. So like, you know, someone in the audience might think, oh, that's a weird idea or outside of the scene. If people are just kind of talking about the set they had, then maybe they'll say like, yeah, that was kind of uh, a weaker idea or there wasn't much to it maybe they would objectively realize that but in the moment on stage that's just not what you're seeing sexy baby do you're not seeing anybody on stage go huh this isn't a great idea how can i make it better um you don't see that from and i you i think i have seen that from other performers um in the moment you see their gears sort of turning and be like uh I don't know if I like this idea. That's not really supporting. But Sexy Baby does it in a true way of saying, of just assuming that's a great idea. Yeah, and I think it's not always productive either because it's kind of like, it, I don't know, you're always going to like say different stuff. You never know what you're going to do in the moment. But if you're feeling like just kind of like this is easy, or not easy, you're just feeling at ease, mm-hmm. I think there's just so much more that you can grow from. So whatever idea you have, it could be like really amazing or it could be like totally wild, but it, it's just like everything's workable. And then I think if you're in that mindset, you get to better, like more interesting ideas anyway. Right. So yeah, yeah it's been very fun. I feel very uh, happy and privileged to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a great crew. And I, I think uh, we'd be remiss to not mention that we're on an indie team together. <laughs> remiss that's a great word. Remiss. I can use my life for we uh, are <laughs> well, you know like I, I just uh, we are on a team and we, we have, we're surrounded by great people who are uh, really unique thinkers in their own right and um, on this team um, everyone knows girlfriend of the show Justina is also on our team but uh, Elaine uh, who you took every class with at magnet yeah. from level Elena one in level one and where i was like you seem cool and like <laughs> grounded and and i was like do you do theater like you seem like an actor and she's yeah. like oh, but i like did a lot of it like she was like i didn't study it but i've done a lot of theater and i was like i can tell um and i remember she was like wearing a blue dress and we oh wow you really I fell just, in love with elaine <laughs> so so many memories but yeah we like i remember just being like um we should like hang out or, or something like that. We like got each other's phone numbers mm. and then we just took every single class together since, <laughs> which was very funny. It was like, okay, <laughs> what are we doing next? What are we doing next? I yeah. feel like I do a lot though in like new situations. I'm like, I need a best friend. I need like a new friend <laughs> and then we're going to, we're going to make friends together. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happened because in level three, um, it was you and Elaine was the other person. And I had that same experience with seeing Elaine of re- just knowing she was a good actress. Yes, totally. Um, like immediately it was just like, wow, she's really uh, uh, going for it with uh, expression, expressing emotion. And, you know, we've 
seeing her act in a play, she's fantastic. Like she's yeah. so, she's so good. She, yeah, and it was all, like when I was doing improv with her, it felt like we were just like in a scene, like a an mm-hmm. act, you know, in an acting class, and it was kind of like, oh, this feels familiar and like really great. Yes, and we also in that class had our friend Andy Roberts. Andy Roberts, <laughs> a big idiot. <laughs> we know. No, he's great. Is so great. <laughs> yeah, he's like you know typical guy from Ohio. So that it, it gives everyone an idea of what uh, Andy's like. But he was the other person who immediately was funny. Oh, he's so funny. Yeah, he has great characters. He's like uh, his facial expressions always oh, crack God. me. Yeah. And he's strong. He's got such big muscles. <laughs> you know, he's, uh, Definitely Andy. the second strongest improviser. Second strong. The, our know. coach was the f- number one strongest. Um, oh, Dave, yeah, Zave, Zave is the strongest. Um, yeah. Zave, who uh, listeners may remember from earlier this year, he was on the podcast. Nice. Uh, yeah. I love Zave. And so the four of us were in that class. And at the end of that class, I remember... Like the after our our class show, you were like, uh, "So I want to perform with you." <laughs> that's what you said that to me, and I just remember thinking, oh. "Like, oh, that's really a really big vote of confidence." It was super encouraging because you were one of the best performers, uh, and uh, and so like if you wanted to perform with me, that just made me feel really good. Um, and but I did go in that like also wanting to perform with you so <laughs> it was also like oh, okay good i said jason bar please yeah yes and uh rounded character work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in this, it was the next class when we met davy and just and you all met justina i already knew her but you knew justina before. I, I yeah i had known her um, uh, Oh, that makes so much sense because you guys were like instantly dating. Yeah. And <laughs> Max was in our level four or was he in our level five? I even wonder if Max was in our level three. That's what it was. I had known him because I saw him. Uh, I saw his level two showcase and I thought that guy is great. That guy's so good. Max, he reminded me of my uncle, like in the best way. Yeah. And uh, he was like, oh, thank you so much, Robin. And I don't know, Max is just a, the most positive ball of he joy. He is. He really, really is. <laughs> I, I love it's Max. Like say always. Yeah. And of yeah. course, Davey, another really great comedic mind who was, was in our level four. And uh, we instantly I fell in love with him. Davey. I said, Davey, I had a, a dream last night that Davey and his girlfriend Margaret were in. And I was like, it was such a wacky dream. And so I was just texting with him. And uh, Davey's so smart and such, uh, so hilarious and such right. a great sister. Um, but he was on the podcast too, right? Right. He's great. We love Davey. We love everybody. <laughs> yeah, Davey is, is wonderful and a good friend of mine mm-hmm. and a creative genius. I feel like he's a good friend of mine. And a creative. Team. Oh, well, we should um, ask him. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll find out the harder. Well, that's everyone from our indie team, Boyf. You know, once we mention one person, we have to mention them all and say nice things. And now that is over. 
<laughs> Phew, we made it through. <laughs> no, but seriously, we were really lucky to take so many classes together because you and I, I mean, we from three through level six, we were in classes. So we we're in a lot of class. We we're in four classes, four of the six main curriculum classes together. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and so it was Elaine and uh, Justina was in three of those. And uh, Davey was in three of those, or was he in four of those? He wasn't in our level three, right? He was in our level four. Uh, yes, yeah. level four, I believe. Yeah, and Andy was in three of those. I mean, like, that's that was great. We, there were a ton of other talented, cool, nice people around us as well in oh, yeah. all of those classes. Um, like uh, somebody who works for CNBC was in our level three class. Mm, yeah, I know. What, I think what's so cool about... Um, improv classes is you get like such a range of people like you get like actors and performers and writers but then you also just get people that like want to try something fun and be goofy (laughs) right right like lawyers and accountants and multi-millionaires yeah those Um, (laughs) serious people (laughs) no it's it is pretty wild that we did have uh that you know someone who's a multi-millionaire in our level three class yeah Uh, we don't have to mention names but it was just it was funny because you came in and said, "Guys, do you know? Uh, do you know about them? Like, <laughs> do you know who they are?" And we were oh like, yeah, no. I like to do my research. <laughs> well, it was so funny because you were like, "Don't say anything, don't say anything," and then one day, Max turned around because <laughs> Max was not in that previous conversation. He just turned around to them and said. Oh, hey, my buddy at work loves you on <laughs> CNBC. Yeah, which is like the more normal thing to do rather than being like, shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> it's like you told you told so many people, but then we're like, don't talk about it. I know, it's my little secret. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it was so funny. But, yeah, I mean, that happens, you know, where people are just wanting some of those skills that, uh, that improv provides to For help sure. supplement them in work. You know, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's why there's so many corporate classes. But we were surrounded by so many awesome people. And it reminds me of when Justina and I came to visit New York and we went to Late Night with Seth Meyers and he did a and a And uh, I asked him if he had any advice for us because we were moving up and wanting to pursue comedy. And his response was, you know, get into one of the comedy theaters here because what you want to do is tough and you're going to need people around you like talented great Mm. people around you and that like meeting you all who and all ending up on this uh indie team together but also meeting all these other talented people that we've met you know like that was living proof of what he was talking about yeah for sure yeah i think like finding people that you connect with and are your friends like makes for great stage chemistry and it just like makes it fun which it should be because it's sort of silly what we're doing because mm-hmm. we're kind of like playing pretend and we're adults. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, <clears throat> my dream was always to be able to do that forever. <laughs> yeah. Use, use my imagination always. <laughs> and now we're doing it. We have uh, Seth Myers to thank. for. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you, Seth Myers, yes, uh, for that advice. Obviously. And he listens. He listens to the podcast. So he'll, this is, we're basically directly telling Seth Myers, thank you for the advice. Yeah, yeah. And I love doing comedy with Seth just because it feels like, you know, just like natural friendship. Yeah, right, right. I've been really thankful that I'm his mentor. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> 
That's why he listens to the podcast because I'm his mentor. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, where we are, uh, you know, being surrounded by a lot of great people, we're learning a lot of great things from all these different kinds of people who are around us. Um, what is something that's next for you? I mean, like, you know, you said this is what you always want to do is being creative and you're doing it in so many ways. Like we've been discussing, uh, is this, was this sort of the end game for you and now everything else is just, uh, icing on the cake or is there of my life? This is it. <laughs> yeah. You're, done. you're dying in two time. years. No, but no, but for real, like, you know, uh, is it, uh, you know, pretty much, are you pretty much where you're wanting to be at with comedy or are there, um, even more things you see yourself heading towards? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm always like looking forward of what's next. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think in a lot of ways I wanted to be, you know, collaborating with like great, funny, interesting people and like being part of a community and mm-hmm. like growing towards like making more work. Like I would like to be writing more. I would like to be like collaborating and writing with other people and like making our own work, um, which I feel like I'm always saying or always thinking about doing or writing Mm -hmm. notes in my phone about the ideas I have Mm -hmm. and then you know get my life gets busy or what I say it's busy or whatever and I don't do it (laughs) but Mm -hmm. yeah I think like there's always like more to do but I always just like wanted it to be fun and to be performing a lot and I feel like right now that's what I'm doing so I'm feel happy with it but I also think there's so many other things I want to do and ways that I want to like get involved in like theater education and you know, run my own business and like yeah. all that stuff. Um, but I think one day at a time, I feel like absolutely you gotta you gotta in. enjoy the now and set yourself oh, yeah. up it's all for about the journey. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, it's definitely good advice when people say to like focus on now and not focus on the future, which is also a good improv scene note whereas you know, sure. if, you're, if you're doing improv and you're thinking about well, what's going to come what's going to come then you're going to miss a lot what's happening now and not be able to really join it um, yeah that's what I think I love about improv is just that it allows you to be present and like whatever mm-hmm. you're doing or thinking about it's like for this amount of time that I'm doing improv I have to just try to listen and be here and that I think is super healthy and also just like lets out all this like creative goofiness that's inside of you Mm-hmm. and um, there's I mean, when you think of creative goofiness, you think of Robin McNamara. No, um, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But seriously, um, I I do think that with every sort of opportunity or or maybe new stage in your life, you have newer opportunities. Like we've we've been able to get to where because I remember when you were talking about wanting to be involved with Story Pirates, and now you're working for Story Pirates. You know, and I think. <laughs> Each stage gives us new opportunities for the future. And so maybe, you know, like the focus is enjoy what's going on now, learn as much as we can now and uh, allow that to set us up for what we can do in the future. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, well, we've we've solved all the problems. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everything is good now. Yeah, I really like love talking to people that are older than me or, or not as really older than me, but more like experienced in like different worlds that I want to be involved with and just like learning about, I don't know, not, not only like how they did it and what that process was like, but also just like how they 
see their philosophy in it and how and just I don't know just like conversation and dialogue about it I think is so important because you can learn so much from other people and also like make discoveries while in conversation like I find that when I'm talking about something and then I hear myself say something, I'm like, oh, wow, that was really wise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't know that was in me <laughs> or from somebody else. But I'm just like a very uh, like external person. Like I need mm. to hear myself say things before I understand mm, them or believe mm, them. Mm. I see. I see. Well, I mean, you sound like someone you should listen to the podcast and then have your own dialogue. With myself? Mm -hmm. Just listen to this podcast and then just respond to everything you hear someone say. Yeah, as what if you're is in the this podcast, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, well, we have reached the end of the episode. It's now time to create something together. And I'm really fascinated with what you're doing uh, as a teaching artist at Story Pirates. Is that the correct title, teaching artist? Yeah, yeah. So I've been a teaching artist like for a long time now, like at least in Boston as well. That's sort of oh, like right. what. Yeah. So I've worked at a lot of different places, but yeah, that is the the term, and it could be like any kind of artistry. It could be like art mm -hmm. or dance or movement or theater mm -hmm, uh, or mm -hmm. improv. Um, but yeah, that's that is like the term used a lot. I've it's, I've also been called like an actor educator. It sort of oh, depends okay. where you're working. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, when yes, you're trying to help the kids develop a story let's break that down let's let's show that that show that process now let's create something together that way okay um so what yeah, do you I feel do like <laughs> <laughs> you say write a story <laughs> um no i mean we have a lot of at least in story parts there's a lot of like curriculum to sort of like get you to where you want to be in terms mm -hmm. of like breaking up the different parts so like i like to think about you know where does the story take place? Mm -hmm. um, what are the characters in the story? What do the characters want? Um, what is the like plot or thing that they're trying to solve? So I think um, for me, at least like in theater teaching as well, like I find characters so important because I think once you have your main character or not even just your main character, once you have characters, it helps to develop what their backstory is and then like what it is that they would want and what a story could be about. Um, okay. So yeah, so I guess we could do something like a character analysis, but through like more theatery than like writing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so I feel like I, I often do this thing called, I'll just like describe it and then we can do it. Mm -hmm. um, that it's like a character walk. So basically you would be in the room probably with other students as well. And you're like walking around and you discover different parts of a character. And then there's like, an interview afterwards where you learn a little bit about the character. So it's, it's all sort of improvised, um, but maybe they have some ideas going forward about like what they want from the character. So I guess, should we just do it without yeah. the, um, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. So I guess you'll just kind of pretend or imagine, imagine mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. a better word than pretend. Mm -hmm, imagine mm -hmm. that you are like walking around a room, a space. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Mm -hmm. I got okay. one. All right, you're in it. So you're walking around, and I want you to imagine where it is that you are walking. It could be a beach. It could be a forest. It could be a classroom. It could be anywhere at all, inside, outside. So I want you to imagine that in your head as you walk around. Got it. Okay. And as you're thinking about that place, I want you to look around. And what do you see in this place? Mm. And you're just going to... 
keep it to yourself for right now, but I want mm. you to see those things. And maybe you even interact with some of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you go up to them. Maybe you touch them. And as you're walking, I want you to also think about what it is that you're smelling. What are you smelling right now? Is it good smell? Is it a bad smell? Is it not really either? Oh, it's a good smell. Oh, good. It's a good smell. And as you walk, I also want you to think about what you're hearing. What what are the sounds around you? Is it people talking? Is it something outside? Whatever it is, I want you to really hear that. Okay. And then I want you to, as you're walking, discover the way you're walking. Are you walking fast? Are you taking big steps? Mm -hmm. Are you looking down? Are you looking around? Just notice those things and you can make a choice either way of how you want to do that. Okay. Okay. And now... What I want you to do is to find something in this space, in this environment that you've created, Mm -hmm. and I want you to pick it up. It doesn't have to be something that you could pick up. It could be, you know, a house or something, but I want you to pick it up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you're going to put it in your pocket, even if it doesn't fit in your pocket. Oh, wow. I'm a giant. (laughs) And now you're going to exit the space and I would like you to take a seat. Okay. Okay. So now I'm going to learn a little bit about this environment um, that you are in. So can you take this item, whatever it is, out of your pocket and tell me a little bit about it? So did I take the item out, like an item out of the space, or did I take the space as an item? You took an item out of the space. Okay. All right. I got it. Um, here, I've got, uh, I've got a, a, a book. A, book, a couple okay. of books. I got a couple of books, actually. Okay. And what are the books about? Oh, um, one is a history book. Okay. Uh, American history. And another is a Roman history book. Oh, okay. And are the books heavy? They are. They are. They're, they're not huge. Together, they are huge. Um, but uh, individually, they're not huge books. Okay. And... Uh, are they like textbooks, novels? They are textbook-like books. Uh, they're okay. nonfiction books. They're not uh, for the classroom, but um, you know they are a kind of your old-school hardcover books. Okay. And uh, what color are the books? Or tell me something about how they look. They're both like a teal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, they have a great old book smell to them oh okay and where did these books exist what was the environment that you were walking around a library a library a okay public library a public library okay was this like a big giant library it, it's a nice size library okay does it have multiple floors um i think so i i okay. was only on the one floor okay and were you looking for these specific history books uh, not these specific ones, but I was looking for, uh, history books. Okay, great. And I was very um, excited. Yeah. 
Okay, so can you tell me a little bit about the character that picked these books? Uh, Do you yes. have a name? Um, uh, I don't know the name. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> uh, what I have, very chipper, very excited to be at the library. Ooh, uh, okay. I had a pep in, uh, in the character. The, the character had a pep in his step. Okay, pep. Um, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's just so excited. Just like have these books. Uh, bounced down the the aisles to go check them out. Okay, um, and what um what? How old is your character? Uh, around around uh, thirty. Okay, um, and do they have some sort of occupation or something that they like to do every day? Uh, yeah. So their job is uh, they just have like an office job, um, kind of a. Uh, Basic office job. Um, <laughs> okay. they, just, they just work in a cubicle all day. Okay. And uh, what's what's this character's name? Or what's you right. as the character's name? Well, the only name coming to me is Ned. Ned. Okay, Ned. <laughs> um, and does Ned live al- alone? Yes. Okay. People um, at work call him Ned the Head because... Ned the Head. Yeah, uh-huh. they, you know, because they think he's real heady. Okay, so he's a smart guy. He's mm-hmm. a smart, history-loving library mm-hmm. man. And who's okay, excited and... to get history books. Ooh, I like that. Okay, and where does this library exist? Like, do you know where geographically it's located? Um, It's um in Florida. Oh, okay. Florida. Florida. So it's probably pretty air-conditioned in there. Yeah. Nice. It's also very sunny. Okay. A lot of All right, sun. let me ask you one more question. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have you be Ned. So I'm going to ask you a question as mm-hmm. Ned. So, Ned, um, what is something that makes you happy or brings you joy? Uh, Besides knowledge. Besides history books. Knowledge. Knowledge. Okay. Of any kind. Knowledge I, of any I kind. I love knowledge. Okay, you're a big learner. Mm-hmm. And do you like dogs, Ned? I have an allergy to dogs, but I don't dislike them. Okay. That's a good answer. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Ned. Uh, I really appreciate you talking to me. It sounds like you have a very interesting desire to learn Mm, and to be mm -hmm. in a library in Florida. And what's your name? uh, My name is Robin. (laughs) Oh, it's nice to meet you, Robin. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for talking to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well thanks jason you did so well so i mean if i had more time and stuff it would be like more direct about the character so you wouldn't feel like you were coming up with stuff out of nowhere mm-hmm. but i wanted to add like a little setting with character because i think that's also important uh but yeah that's sort of like generally like an improvised way of like discovering things mm-hmm. about a character mm-hmm. and if i was like with a big class of students i would sometimes have the students ask questions as well so everyone's kind of involved interesting yeah, uh, and it, of course it varies with age and right. what the goal is. But and that becomes yeah. a story. How? Well, it could. It doesn't have to be like oh, okay. you know, because sometimes I do also just like theater stuff with kids, mostly mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, if we were writing a story, I think it helps to just discover backstory about your character. And once you have like a strong character, it's easier to build a story around them. So like 
we have, you know, a, a worksheet in Story Pirates that we use that's like a visual representation of a character. So you draw it and then you like label different things about it and then write out or answer some questions about the character. So it's the same idea. It's just without the writing part. That's interesting. So has that helped or affected your improv any in any way? Like, do you approach characters differently now or is there not really enough time on the sidelines to come to all of that i mean i think in some ways i've always approached characters in that way just because Mm. i've like done a lot of theater so it's like whenever you're in a play even if you have like you know five lines you want to like figure out what the backstory of your character is even if it's not written in the play so you have some kind of like juice behind it Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I guess like in some ways, yes, I do think in improv things happen fast, but I think if you're able to have a little bit of a, a headspace about what, how that character walks or mm. what they are thinking about, it can help make the character come to life. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, there it is. There it is. We did it. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the podcast, Robin. Thanks for having me. That was so fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed that. She better have enjoyed that. I'll just be flat out and honest. She better have enjoyed that. (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, But I hope you enjoyed that. Check out MagnetTheater.com to find out more about Robin McNamara. She's also on... She was on a sketch team that just had their final show last night. I went to it, and it was an amazing show. That was Perfect Storm. So, RIP, what a great team. But she's also on an improv team, one of the house teams, one of the great house teams at the Magnet Theater called Sexy Baby. And you can follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Sexy Baby Improv. One word. And don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter and Facebook at There It Is Pod. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 